Welcome to the Lingostown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. In this week's sermon, Pastor George preaches about how Jesus is the light and how we should never fear the darkness. This sermon was originally preached at Lingostown Life on February 25th, 2023. Well, if you would grab your sermon outline or use your Bible app, whichever the case may be, whatever is easiest for you to use today. We are uh, doing a series of messages throughout Lent and on to Easter Sunday that are all based on the Gospel of John, and in particular, seven statements that Jesus makes in the Gospel of John where he makes an I am statement. He says, I am. Uh, this past Wednesday evening, we started the, this series uh, on Ash Wednesday by, say, by reading the words of Jesus where he said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. And we talked about the fact that part of what we experience during the Lenten season is a pruning process. It is an opportunity in which God, as the master gardener, brings his pruning shears into our life, and he begins to chop off those things that are dead within us, and excuse me, and he begins to prune back even the fruitful things so that he can make us even more fruitful. So if you didn't get a chance to join us this past Wednesday, you can always go back and pick up the, uh, the service from Ash Wednesday on our YouTube channel, and uh, that'd be a great way for you to keep up on our series Today, we're looking at Jesus' statement that we find in John chapter 8, verse 12. And we're going to pick it up here. We're going to pick it up here in verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, you and I take light for granted. I mean, we can walk into a dark room and flip a switch and immediately the room is flooded with light. I mean, we just take light for granted until there is a power outage. And then we go and we flip the switch and there is no light. Then we get angry and we get upset and we scream and holler because you and I have learned to take light for granted. I never realized how much I I took light for granted until I wound up in Africa and suddenly went to flip a light switch in a dark room and realized that there was no electricity. And they didn't know when there would be electricity again. And that's when I really learned to appreciate light. but if you think about it this way, until, until Edison invented the light bulb, really our lives were governed by the rising and the setting of the sun. When the, when the sun went down, your day was over, basically. And, and when the sun came up, it was time to get back 
to your daily struggles for survival. I mean, that was just the way life went. We take light for granted. And, you know, nowadays, because of Mr. Edison, we work 24 hours a day, right? Because we can turn on a light and we don't have to worry about whether or not it's dark. But light shouldn't be taken for granted. I mean, when you stop and think about it, light is at the heart of life itself. Light is at the heart of life itself. You know, whether we talk about life beginning with the Big Bang when God said, let there be light, or the daily act of photosynthesis. How many of you think about photosynthesis every day? You, you do? I'm sure you do. I don't believe him. But anyway, we don't think about photosynthesis, do we? Come on, right? You, you, don't, you haven't thought about photosynthesis since you were in high school and had a class the science class where the teacher taught you about how the light shines and how the light turns stuff inside leaves into energy and it's life and we wouldn't have life today without light so tomorrow when you wake up first thing i want you to think about is thanking god for photosynthesis okay Come on, play along with me, okay? Have fun. Um, now, tradition holds, tradition holds that, that Jesus spoke these words during the Jewish festival of booths, okay? Uh, B-O-O-T-H-S, booths, okay? Um, I want to make sure I get that straight today. Um, it's also known as the Feast of Tabernacles. It's also known as um, Sukkoth. I think is the, is the Jewish term, S-U-K-K-O-T-H. Anyway, what's, what, it, what it's about is what's important, not necessarily the title that we give to it, but it was a festival that memorialized the 40 years that the Israelites spent in the desert as they left their slavery in Egypt, traveled through the desert to the promised land. Now, as you know, as the people traveled, they lived in tents. And so this festival that was celebrated every year was an opportunity for the Israelites to gather together and to literally live in a booth so that they could remember those 40 years in the desert. And part of what they memorialized was how God led them through the desert with a pillar of fire during the night and a cloud by day. Those, those images represented God's presence during those 40 years. And so it's during this festival that Jesus begins to make this pronouncement and he says, I am the light of the world. And when Jesus makes that proclamation, basically what he's saying is, you thought that the pillar of fire was something? I'm even greater than that pillar of fire that led you through the desert. And so Jesus makes four claims, basically, when he says that he is the light of the world. And the first one is, 
And Jesus reminds us that he is the light from which all of creation, all of life springs. We can go back to, uh, to the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, and we read these words which we've probably all heard so many times, but it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, look, y'all know that, don't you? God said, let there be light, and there was light. Yeah. See, God spoke light into existence, and from light being spoken into existence, all of life is created. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Now, what, what we oftentimes find interesting is how John, the, the writer of this, this book, gives this account of Jesus coming into the world in John chapter 1, and he almost echoes the words of Genesis chapter 1 when he writes John chapter 1. And listen to the similarities here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Listen, verse 3. Through him all things were made, without him nothing was made that has been made. See, Jesus is the author of life. That means that Jesus, as the light of the world, is literally the creator of all life. And that's a reminder to us today that if we want to truly experience life, to have life to its fullest, we need to let Jesus be the author of our life. We need to let Jesus take his rightful place as the creator and the sustainer of our life. Second thing that Jesus reminds us about is that he is like the pillar of fire that lit the way for the Israelites in the desert. And so Jesus, when he makes his proclamation that he is the light of the world, Jesus is reminding us that he is the one who is going to guide us. He's the one who tells us when to move forward, when to stop. Jesus is the one who guides our steps. Now, I don't know about any of you, but um, do, do you like to walk around your house in the dark? Anybody? Anybody? I, I love to walk around my house at night when it's completely dark. Um, because, because when it's dark, we learn something about the light. And, and this is fascinating. Um, you know that your eyes have the ability to see with very little light. And, you know, with, with just a few street lights outside, most of us should be able to navigate inside our homes because if we wake up from a, a sound sleep and we start walking around the house, our eyes can see everything. Everything except those little Lego blocks that are laying on the floor. We step on those. And they hurt. And hopefully you don't scream and wake everybody up in the house. But, but, 
any amount of light can give us enough light even to navigate in the darkness. Uh, we used to do this with kids when we went to, uh, to church camp. We would, we would actually blindfold kids and we would, we would make them sit in, in the darkest area we could find and we'd put these blindfolds on for 10, 15 minutes and then we'd take them off and you'd just hear the audible gasps of these kids because they knew how dark it was before they put the blindfold on and when they took it off, they could see everything around them. They could see the faces of the people around them because our eyes have this wonderful ability with these cones and rods that God has placed in there to be able to see with very little light. That reminds us that when, when Jesus is the light of our life, he directs our path even in the dark. And I want you to remember this, that no matter how dark it may be in your life right now, there is enough light from Jesus to lead you and to guide you safely through the dark. Listen to the two of these passages that, that are on your sermon outline this morning. The first one is from Psalm 119, verse 105, where it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. You see, Jesus is that lamp, that light that guides our pathway. And in 1 John, that's not the gospel, but the later letter of John, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 7, <clears throat> John writes this. He says, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we, have claim, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If you are walking in darkness right now, what you need is to start walking with Jesus as the light of your life. Jesus comes to us just like the pillar of fire for the Israelites in the desert to be the one who guides our daily steps. Third thing that Jesus talks about, the third thing Jesus talks about, he, he reminds us that light, the light cannot be overcome by the darkness. The light cannot be overcome by the darkness. As I said, it doesn't matter how little light there is, light cannot be overcome by darkness. In John chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, this is what, what John continued to write. He said, in him, that is Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, I, I don't know what kind of monsters there might be in your closet right now. I don't know what kind of things are hiding under your bed that you need to turn the light on. Uh, 
But the truth is, the light of Jesus cannot be overcome by darkness. The, the, the darkness will never be able to defeat the light of Jesus in our lives. And so we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be afraid. We don't, you don't need to be like me when I was a little kid and asked my mom to turn the hall light on. Because you don't need a hall light on. You have Jesus as your light. Uh, I love the way David wrote, wrote it in the Psalms. In Psalm 27, he said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? There is nothing, there is no darkness in your life that will ever be able to snuff out the light of Jesus. Even death could not put out Jesus' light. We need to remember that today, folks. Then comes the fourth thing that Jesus says in this, in this proclamation that he is the light of the world. And that actually takes us back to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, where Jesus reminds all of us that we are the light of the world. Look at somebody next to you this morning and tell them, you are the light of the world. Now, as a reminder of that, what we're going to do right now is we're going to light some candles. Now, I always remind you of this at, at Christmas Eve services, so I'm just going to remind you again now. Always dip the unlit candle into the lit candle. Would you mind going back and helping pass the light around here? If you didn't get a candle, just holler out, we'll get you one. You have to cup your hand around there. You don't have a candle. Good morning. Oh, thank you. So, what I want you to remember today, as we're passing the light around here, it's there. Now, we're not going to sing Silent Night or anything like that. But maybe we will sing another little song. There's a little ditty that goes something like, This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, 
I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Now, I don't know, do y'all know the other verses like, won't let Satan it out, I'm gonna let it shine, won't let Satan it out, I'm gonna let it shine, won't let Satan it, oops, out, <laughs> let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. All right, keep singing here. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Very good. So, I, I want you to remember today that you are the light of the world. That means that you are going to go into the world today and you are going to encounter people and places where it is dark. And when you get there, you are going to carry the light with you. You are going to be the light that dispels the darkness. You are going to be the light that provides the guidance and the blessing that people need in their life. You are the light of the world. Now, some of you might be thinking, but pastor, it's pretty dark outside. Well, it is. And I want to remind you about this quote that I shared with you last week. Henry Blackaby wrote, he said, if society as a whole seems to be getting darker and darker, it's not the problem of the darkness. The darkness is just acting like its nature. But it is that the light no longer dispels the darkness and the salt no longer preserves. It is time for the light to say, if things are darker, the problem is with us. And the problem is that we haven't been shining our lights. The problem is that we haven't, we, we feel like, I don't know, I don't know why people feel this way, but I meet so many people who feel like darkness is winning. Folks, the darkness, the darkness can't win. The darkness can't overcome the light. But the light can forget to shine. See, we, what did I say at the beginning? We take light for granted. And we sometimes take our faith in Christ for granted. We can't do that. Because there's a dark world out there that needs the light that only Jesus can provide. And my prayer today is that you will remember that you are the light of the world. You reflect the light of Jesus in such a way into the darkness of this world that the dark is overcome, that people who are walking in darkness find hope, that they find light, that they find life, that they find the guidance that they need, because when they find you, they find the hope that Jesus brings. You are the light of the world. Thank you for joining us on the Linglestown Life Podcast. 
If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you, and may you go forth and love God and love others.